Well, hello. Welcome back to the Salt Shaker FGC podcast. And I've got my good friend here, Herb, aka Curse Lord. What's up, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Good to be here. Yeah, good, man. Good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, give us a brief rundown about yourself, man. You know, all that jazz. Uh, most people would know me as Herb, but for those who don't, I'm Curse Lord. Uh, an idiot that loves to play fighting games. Um, mainstay games that I usually play are Mortal Kombat and Tekken. And um, yeah, overall, it's just good to be here, man. Thanks well, for having me on. No, of course, but why do you, why are you calling yourself an idiot, bro? Oh, I've got this moniker that I've been going by for quite a bit now, and that's the uh, greatest idiot of all time. <laughs> think about it. No one wants to be the greatest idiot of all time, so that's just easy. <laughs> well, that's definitely one to remember. So, where does the name come from, Curse Lord? Uh, the name Curse Lord actually comes from a producer from, I, I think he's from New York or Canada, one of the two places. But he used to go as, I think it was Hex Lord the Curse God. And I heard one of his, heard one of his beats one time and I was just like, fuck. How do you even come up with a name like this as a producer of trap music? I don't know. So I took part of his name, really. I just swapped the, um, instead of, oh, I wanted to call myself Curse God at first, but that's a bit trying too much. So I took the Lord part and made a Curse Lord. Uh, my friend Halon actually has a good affinity for randomly naming things. And I kind of took a piece of what he taught me playing games all these times uh, just coming up with random names i mean you remember back i think it was rambats like not i think two years ago i used to go as random name lord yeah that? of course yeah 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 it was kind of a spin on that really the whole curse lord name but now i stopped trying to be a random name generator just like let it flow well, Curse Lord was a weird process, man. It was a weird process. Yeah. I came up with the name, but... Long like, story short, cool name. Yeah, well, I mean, for the longest time, I always knew you was her before your proper name, but that was only because you'd always you'd always change it. Like, almost every tournament, you'd go under a different name. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Richard would have been pissed off about that at some point. Having <laughs> <laughs> to come to a Rambats and just like, oh, what's your name this time? Who did you go as this time? <laughs> like, I made that a thing for a few weeks. Like, just going to a Rambats and signing up as a different name every time. Yeah. And I mean, shit, that must have got annoying at some point, but... Well, you you would let down the hopes of people because, you know, someone might think, oh, this is a new player, and then they see you turn up, and they're like, oh, it's just, it's just oh, Herb. It's just, just Herb. <laughs> hopefully by then they kind of caught on to the gimmick. Mm. So how do you? So where does the name Lord Nanu Nanu come from? Because you've been using that a bit in your Twitter feed. Oh, well, I'm not too sure if you recognise it from the picture, but that's the arch file from Doom. Um, I think we were playing. Me and, me and a group of mates were playing quite a bit of Path of Exile at the time. We were just trying to like come up with some sort of weird name. Uh, we're we're in the chat talking about cults and stuff and they were just throwing it out there it's like what would you name your cult g like just out of the blue and i was like fucking why not we why not lord nanu nanu or something oh, it was a, like it was really funny when it happened is all i can say 
it's like it was a really really funny moment like i'm sure i woke up adam or julian just with the amount of laughter that was coming out of the room yeah so, so um basically yeah lord nanu nanu is just a a fake cult based <laughs> on the arch vial from doom <laughs> <laughs> are there any followers of this uh so-called cult um we we keep our we keep our followers list you <laughs> <laughs> keep that private okay no all right man um so the last few events you went to you went to southern cross up 2019 and then before that it was crush counter yes yeah crush counter and Christchurch, and that was the cool one because you were actually you you okay were you shy of top eight or did you just make top eight i forgot which one i uh if i remember i just made top eight yeah yeah because um in order to have made that i had to eliminate a friend who i live with who also attended the tournament oh you had to take out milky no i had to i had to take out cup tea oh okay yeah i had to take him out at um no, it was just really crazy because I've often had this mentality that I I really downplay my skill, like to a T. I really downplayed my skill, and it's just like making it that far was one thing, but having to take on my friend and you know fight for that spot, top eight, which to this day is probably the only top eight I've ever made at a major. Yeah, I mean, I remember that you you were feeling yourself like in the sense that you were really, you were really letting yourself kind of, you know, like you, as you said, you know, you downplayed your skill, um, and I think a lot of us were quite taken by that you were actually in that bracket. You were almost in that bracket. Yeah, it was just man, it was it was something. It was something, all right. All I can say is that um, my secret was. Getting absolutely trashed, if not trashed, and at least having a few drinks before, before playing. Can you go, can you can you um go over your feelings as to like because shy of top eight, you probably would have felt a bit of um. How how are you feeling at that stage? How was I feeling at that stage? Um. Yeah. So, just the uh, overwhelming first time emotions but you know once they were cut off it was just like a kid take a deep breath um you kind of played you, you've played well <laughs> you, you're in your place it was a tough battle being sent to the losers like pretty early and then making it out into top eight yeah it's just a different feeling to be honest was and that was the first mate and that was the first major that you actually attended the the Christchurch event. Sorry, the Wellington event, um, Crush Counter. No, I did attend the year before that one. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, but it was during this time period that Butterjaw was really trying to make a statement that he was the Mortal Kombat king, and there was a little small rebellion of players like yourself that were really trying to not dethrone him, but just to kind of challenge his rule. Yeah, it did feel like that leading up, um, leading up to Crush Counter. It's kind of like, look, I have a chance. Just uh, try and um, get to him, play against him, and then beat him. 
if you're lucky. And by lucky, I mean if you stop, like, you know, doing raw nomad dashes on block. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, playing, you know, playing the greatest idiot of all time, as opposed to you could be, like, real decent if you did this. But no, you keep doing raw nomad dash on block. Not to mention they're holding block for like three seconds and then I decide to do a raw nomad dash. Yeah, no, nah, not the one. Because <laughs> you love playing Cabal. What's what? Why is Cabal so appealing as a character? Um, oh, the, uh, it's, it's 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 really strange territory, really, because I've never played Cabal in any more combat. And um, one of the reasons I actually picked them up was because of my older brother. I, I knew my old brother, he played, um, he played Cabal in MK9, and also in the earlier titles he played Cabal as well. I thought, why not, let's just be different for once, and try a character that you wouldn't really play. And that's pretty much how I picked up Cabal, because before that, I was playing Noob Cyborg, trying to get good with him at least. Yeah. And it was, um... Yeah, it was getting to a point where I was like, hmm, I don't know, the variation that I use has one weakness, and that's like, you don't really need to stand block most most things, because you only have like two good two good lows to mix it up with. Yeah. I think Noob Cyborg's got a back three that leads into a hook slam and uh, a slide, if you use that variation. Is there a lot of Cobalt players in our region? Well... I know that I'm not the first. I swapped into Cabal, but I think the first people to do it with Cabal is, um, you remember Milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Milk Milk played Cabal after he had some hard time with Kung Lao. But he ended up picking up Cabal, I think. Reef plays, Reef plays Cabal? Oh, yes, of course, Reef, yeah. Reef plays Cabal, he plays a he plays the other variation with the um nomad dash cancels. Which by the way is is pretty sick if you can pull it off like the, the same way that he does it. It's like really insane. He just like stops his nomad dash shy of being in front of you and then waits to push a button and then he gets a grab. Pretty much. It's crazy. And so right now, um for MK eleven, you know, we can easily say that um MK boy, sorry, FGC boy is on top. There was quite a bit of stigma with him uh, showing up to this event because he's not the type to show up to events. And the first one that he did, he 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 really cleaned house, you know. Yeah, I heard the I heard the stories about the the dude man, FGC man, not FGC boy. <laughs> yeah, and he's a, and, and he's uh, a bit like Jack as well. Like he's he's quite a he's quite a solid. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, you can't physically push the guy. He will walk but over you, you. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think that he was. He was a kid not so long ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You wouldn't think he was a kid not so long ago, but then you find out, and you're like, "Bro, you're lying about your age, man." <laughs> <laughs> did, did you? Did no, you? Like, did you? Sorry, did you get to? Did you get to like catch up or meet? Did you get to meet up or socialize with him at um, Southern Cross Up? Not at all, eh? Not at all. Like, I knew he was coming. I heard the stories about him. About, I, I'm th I think he used to play Jackson MK9. That's what I heard. He was like really good. Went over to Oz. And um, 
yeah, like that. That was it. That was pretty much it. Like those were the stories. He was like a top player of Mortal Kombat from before. He just came back and like fucking wrecked shop. He wrecked shop at Nets. Yeah. What does mean? Well, what was your run like at Southern Cross Up? Who knocked you into losers and who eliminated you? Ah oh, shit. I forgot who knocked me into losers, but Oh man. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh Miles. That that match was pretty cool. That 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 was a dope match. Like I had fun with it. But in the end, it's like my old Bane doing Nomad Dash on yeah. block. <laughs> just, just do it. Fuck, man. It was a hilarious match. But um, Miles, the Guile player from Street Fighter, he was playing Mortal Kombat. And um, yeah, he was basically the, the guy I lost to to get knocked out of that, that who, event. Who did he use? He was playing Baraka. Oh, Baraka, okay. Well, actually, it's fair to mention that Butterjaw kind of betrayed his main because he dropped Kodal and picked up Baraka because, um, well, at that time I heard that Baraka was a bit was a bit overpowered. Yeah, although don't don't get me wrong, man, I, I Butterjaw's skill with Baraka mm. and how it got him got him far. But to see him come back to Kodal Khan, it's kind of like yeah. Old Danny's back. Yeah, well, yeah, he d- he did it at Sub Zero Scuffle against yeah. um against Reef, against wasn't it? Reef. And he was mucking yeah. around with um Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I know he's got a Joker as well. I've had the um misfortune of having to play that Joker one day. <laughs> Fuck, man. But yeah, I know that um, Bodajor was using Kotal Khan, and when I saw that on the stream, I was just like, "Fuck." But Danny, I remember, has come back, eh? Come back to fucking tear up shop. To assert his dominance, yeah. To assert his dominance, yeah. There was an, there was another player at Southern Cross Up which who kind of caught my eye, not for the playing, um, but the streamer Wolf. Did you did you ever run into him? Yeah, I ran into him at Nets. Actually, I think I did. I think I did commentary with him. Yeah, he surprised me because like he did a few commentaries for a few games, but. You know, because he's a streamer, I would have thought he was more used to his own company, you know, that kind of being very private and secluded. But he was socializing pretty well with everyone. No, well, Mark's a good dude. He's a really good dude. Had the, like, had the chance to do commentary with him and then just later shoot shits and gigs. Yeah, no, he's... Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, definitely. Who, who, um, because he kind of plays Mortal Kombat I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say regularly or casually, but it's just more of a, he's a fan of the game and he just kind of dabbles into it, I suppose, every now and then. I saw him, if I'm mistaken, I saw him playing Mortal Kombat and Tekken at net. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I forgot who he uses, who, who does he use in Tekken? Oh, it was Law. Yeah. Oh, he I, plays Law? Yeah, I, I had to eliminate him. <laughs> Oh damn! Nah, once again, like you, you know, I thought he was a good guy, but it's his first national event, and I'm just thinking, yeah, man, this this this, this, this is this is how it's got to go. Just punishment. Mm. But no, he was really good, very outspoken, um, and yeah, he's 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 quite the entertainer um, on stream. He's he was really good. Mike's a good dude. I don't watch his streams enough. That's another thing as well. Like, 
I follow all these NZ streamers. And like, I barely, I, I barely go on Twitch to watch shit. Do you, I mean, you, you barely, I mean, you used to stream a little bit, but like, is there anything that's stopping you? Is there something that you wish, like, is, could you stream? Yeah, I could. But it, it, it'll be chaotic as fuck, is all I can say. Because I did a few streams here and there, and I just had the, the boys from the chat jumping. And then we just do our fucking usual routine, as we are. Sometimes yeah. it'll be a game of Apex, sometimes we'd be talking about, like, incel jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, Making up jokes about incels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you... Because, you know, you would seem pretty capable of being a streamer, because, you know, you're a bit, you know, you... You know, you're a bit loud and larger than life, you know. I wouldn't think it would be hard for someone like you to try streaming. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything that I would like to stream to try and get there, or, like, you know, just for practice, it would be Souls-like games. Oh, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah, because it's just... At times it can be really unforgiving and can frustrate you. It can frustrate you a lot. Mm. And, um... When that happens, man, that's when you'll get the, the full animated effect out of me, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mentioned it in a, an Unearths episode, but, like, you're right. There's something there's something really pleasurable in seeing someone struggle through a game like that. And even after hours and hours of time you put in, it still feel... You still question yourself, like, was it really worth going through all that? And then you end up doing it again. Again. <laughs> you buy the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's keep doing this. Let's get a let's get a hemorrhage. Let's get it now. <laughs> like, man, those oh Bloodborne was probably the most frustrating game for me in that series. Is it is it on the same level as Dark Souls? I've heard people say it's a bit it's, more forgiving. It's, it's... Oh, whoever told you that it's a bit more forgiving is Obviously lying. <laughs> no such thing as forgiving until you make it to like new game, I think. Make it to new game plus and then it's forgiving. Mm. But I mean the journey to get to the end of the game itself is just oh my god. <laughs> the amount of brain cells I lost purely out of yelling about that game. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Well, crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention now. You're a part of the mid pack, so that's another group within our FGC. So that includes yeah. yourself and who are the other people in this uh, mid pack? Well, if I go by this, the the Discord server, which is pretty official, if you ask me, there's <laughs> <laughs> quite a quite a bit of people in mid pack. But um, I was kind of like the the, the late bastard child that came in. Because everybody else has been playing as mid pack since Street Fighter Five. Bro, you, you 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 not only underplay your skill in MK, but you like you like running yourself down. You're calling yourself like oh, I'm the, <laughs> the the famous idiot, and you know I'm the long lost bastard. It's like can you not just be up? Can you not just be a simple late entry? Like you don't have to run yourself through the mud, man. No, oh, man, I I purely do that as a joke, really. <laughs> Oh, it just feels. I'm not being serious, but yeah, I know, I know. It just, it just feels like Herb. Don't you don't need to say that. You don't need to say that, man. We, uh, you're crazy. all good, man. So what you've got, Reno? You've got Buttershaw. Sorry, Buttershaw. Butterjaw. 
Shamia. You might need to hold up on that Reno part. Apparently, if you say he's a part of mid pack, you get a hiding from Liz. Ooh, okay. <laughs> give us a hiding for saying that. No. I was just about to say Shamia next. Okay, well then I'll say Butterjaw, Shamia, and Lewis. Um, I can't, I don't know who else is in that group. Yeah, there's also Orcsboro, Dio, um, Jambo, according to the... Oh, no, wait, has it changed? Yeah, wait, it's changed. is Jambo really... Wait, is he really a part <laughs> of it? Be... Yeah, I would call him honorary mid-pack or something to the lights. I don't know. I thought he was with, like, another group as well. Yeah, I thought he was a salt like... factory. Yeah, now nah, he's mid-pack now. <laughs> <laughs> I claimed him now, now, eh? We claim Jambo. He's mid-pack. But mm. uh, yeah, there's just like a... There's like a handful of people in mid-pack. I got bought in, like, last year. Jumped into the gang. Chair the cuzzies. Because it's a young bark dog. <laughs> a young bark dog. <laughs> yeah. No, I just mention it because not only is that a good a good group of people who play various... Through, you know, various titles, but that's a group I could actually see myself having dinner with. You know, that's quite a... Um, social group. Yeah. Oh, all I can say is like the times I've been invited out to go and drink with them, like last year, every time was good. I try to play like Orcsboro at Street Fighter Four, and he just fucking cleans up, man. It's like, man, <laughs> <laughs> why didn't I keep playing this game when it was around? Mm. So now we'll go into the Mortal Kombat history, which I know that's something you're very passionate about um from what i understand you know the series it was obviously mk9 that reset the timeline and you know had a few redemption factors for certain characters and for certain storylines can you go over the mk history through your experience and what it was like from when you first played it first played mortal kombat to now with mk11 well in regards to the story of Mortal Kombat, I'll be very honest, like, I never really followed it as much until probably MK9 onwards. That's where the story got a bit interesting with the whole reset. All I know is that between Mortal Kombat 1 and that shit show of a PS2 game, Mortal Kombat Armageddon, all I can say is that the, like, timelines got really messed up. So, in saying that, there was, um, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember Zombie Liu Kang. Yeah, the undead Liu Kang. Yeah. Yeah, got his uh, got his neck broke by Shang Tsung. And um, yeah, that's just. I think that yeah, Mortal Kombat Armageddon is where it became a mess in the story. So MK9 was kind of like a needed thing, so to speak. Yeah. A needed thing to kind of reset the playing field and maybe have a chance to introduce something new, which is um where MKX uh, comes in because they introduced like the Cassie Cage and Jackie yeah the future story. of the universe yeah mm. and the whole uh, universe got tilted upside down but it was a still ga- uh, it was still a cool game MKX I enjoyed the time that it was out I tried to play Reptile in that game and then he became trash so I ended up picking Kenshi instead ah uh... So, yeah, the story kind of got got messed up at Armageddon. MK9 was a really good thing for the franchise to kind of reset it 
reset its values, be able to build on it, make something new of it. And then MK11 has, uh, to me, I didn't honestly, I didn't really care about the story of MK11, but the whole look and feel of the game is just, it's a step up from MKX, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. It feels really good to play MK11. Uh, Character-wise, going from MKX to MK11, are there certain characters that you wish had made the transition, had made the cut? Yeah, I actually, I actually remember an ending from MKX. I'm not too sure whose ending, but it did mention of a Chaos Realmer. Like if you if you played the whole um, Mortal Kombat Deception on PS2 with the conquest mode on it. You would know that there's like multiple realms you can free roam around and shit. Yeah. And there's like a character from the Chaos Realm named Havoc. Uh, on that game, he was pretty. He was pretty funny on Mortal Kombat uh, Deception because he could like snap his neck to regain health. <laughs> and um, just because of that, that finish, uh, that finishing movie in MKX. Like because of that, I kind of thought that Havoc would make MK11. I'm hoping that, you know, the guys at Netherrealm decide to bring out another combat pack or something or another list of characters. Yeah, I think they most like. I think they most likely will. Um, I think. I mean, I th- I think the guest characters have been um, fairly good. I mean, what have you thought about Terminator and uh, Joker? Terminator and Joker. All I have to say is Terminator. What the hell? They made. They actually made him a cool character <laughs> in MK11, especially from like what I've seen. I have some mates that play Terminator, and from what they did when I played with them, it's just like crazy. He's got this weird-looking kick that's an anti-air. It's like a ducking, ducking light kick or something. It's down three. It just like looks really weird, but it's a good tool. And um. Yeah, now Terminator seems like he's a he's a really cool character on that on MK11. Uh the Joker. Um I had I had a opportunity to play up against what a Jaws Joker. Just to kinda get me get me feeling the game again. Yeah. And it was like really good, even though he he fucking mugged me up with some of the Joker setups that you can do with his box, his exploding toy box. But um yeah, no, that was that was just really crazy having to come back to the game after some time and um, just get thrown into the deep with Butterjaw's Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was just, oh, it was crazy. They were good games. They were good games. Mm-hmm. And how I do you? I f- might have got them like once or twice. Oh, uh, yeah. So what do you? So now, what do you think about um, there being three variations of, uh, you know, three tournament variations for characters? Do you feel that kind of makes the the dynamic more interesting, or do they need to add a bit more? Do you think? I think a fourth variation would be nice. I want to see what the developers come up with. See what they think is good. Make a fourth variation. Um, three variations at the moment is really good because once again I had an opportunity to play the spins with Cabal and realized that there's uh, quite a bit of damage potential in in that yeah it's it's pretty much like the like the same variation that i play with a couple of changes to moves 
I mean, fundamentally, he's still got the rear stand with his gas blast as opposed to the hooks, which is, I think, plus five EX is plus five on block. So you know that that move is, is really good. Yeah. Who, but, is, um, who is there a character that um, has a really good third variation? Um, from what I've seen, all I can say is that maybe Noob's third variation. I think Noob's, Noob Cybot's got a third variation. I'm thinking maybe that's good. That's good enough to be like seen at top level. Yeah. Not too sure about it. Haven't done much reading up on it, is all I can mm. say. But we're just waiting for those notes to come out. So have you been taking a break from MK, or have you just been busy with work and other things? Um, no, I'll be honest. I took a break from Mortal Kombat and fighting games in general because Borderlands 3 was coming out at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then that game came out, and we were like, yeah, we've been waiting, like, a whole bunch of years for this game to come out, and it's just, like, really lackluster. So then, we, yeah, I end up playing that for a bit, get to where I need to be, and then played a whole bunch of Apex after that. Mm. <laughs> That's another game that I've wasted a lot of time on, playing Apex Legends. Do you play with anyone from the scene? Not with the scene, no. Okay. Just usually a close group of mates of mine. Mm -hmm. They're the guys that like actually taught me how to get better at that game. Because we pretty much all started at the same time when Apex dropped, like, last year. This time last year. And we we played it for ages. Like, for quite a, quite a while. Like, we still play it every now and then. But, like, I got to a, got to a point where I was like, sweet. I'm good at this game. Well, decent at least. What's another game that I can play? <laughs> Wasted more time on um, Path of Exiles recently. Oh, Path of Exile, alright. Path of Exile, yeah, played that. I've got the uh, console version. I could get the PC version, but it's just like, nah, then I'll have to do twice as much work. Mm. So that game can be a bit of work sometimes. Mm. Are there any games that you're looking forward to uh, this year? Yeah, um, Doom, Doom Eternal has just released. Yeah, that looks sick, that's, man. And that's a game that I, I... I will eventually get my hands on that game. Because I'm a huge Doom fan. Huge Doom fan. Loved every bit of it. And, um, yeah, that's actually a game that I wouldn't mind getting my hands on. Uh, Neo 2 has just come out as well. And from what I've seen on YouTube with builds and whatnot, it's just like, okay, this, this game is probably something that I'll get first. So if I had to choose between Neo 2 or Doom Eternal, I'm definitely choosing Neo 2 first. Neo 2. Yeah, Neo I'll, 2. I'll I'll do the same. I'm not really a fan of, of, of that kind of... Um, like, Doom isn't really a game that I would play, but just, like, the, the, the battle mechanic, like, the, the, the shooting mechanics and the intensity, like, even when it reflects in the music, it's so good. It's really heart-pounding. They really knew how to put it together at ID Software. Oh, ID Software. Hmm. They really knew how to put it together. They got Mick Gordon back in, and he kind of did better this time round. Like Doom 2016 soundtrack was really, really good. It was really intense. But with Doom Eternal, he, he kind of took took a step forward, a big step forward. Mm. 
and um, it just adds to even more intensity in Doom Eternal. Mm. So from what I, what I've seen, that game is just like it's it's just crazy. <laughs> you you try sticking yourself in a room for like a whole month on end, just playing that game. Yeah, playing through that game. Oh man, it's bound to drive you crazy. When you play games, do you prefer to listen to? Like, if it's a fighting game, do you prefer to listen to the stage soundtrack, or do you play your own music? Um, yeah, I would rather play my own music. That's if I'm playing, um, so if I'm playing Tekken 7, I'll just play my own music. Yeah. If I'm playing something like Bloodborne or Dark Souls, I'm not playing any music. <laughs> I want to hear that boss theme. So when you say, so when you say play your music, do you mean, like, proper music, or do you mean your own music? Because you actually make uh, beats yourself. Yes, I actually mean proper music, man. Yeah, like NCEA, he's he's a bit, he, you know, he's a bit of a DJ, I suppose, rap artist, and you are too, from what I was told. Uh, Connor and I are beat makers, producers. In other words, like let's just put that as the short term, like beat makers, producers. I've had the chance to listen to Connor's music that he's made more times than once and he's fuck all i have to say is that his music like really underrated and what and how would you just and how would you describe your music like what would make your like what what's your style do you are you mainly rap or do you do trap music or how how would you describe it yeah that's actually how i started with um making beats no sorry i i made electronic music at first like this was close to 12 13 years ago i started with making electronic music and then like 2010 onwards was kind of like messing with trap music so i was messing with like trap music for a long time and um kind of follow the i kind of follow the blueprint that some of these trap beat producers make but i try to kind of also add my own flair to it yeah like there'd be there'd be some weird samples that i throw in there from time to time like samples that i have used that are from like old songs from maybe the 70s is that more 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 by i forgot andrea true connections yeah i used that in one beat it's just like when are you when is anyone ever going to make a trap beat with this kind of music yeah <laughs> and then it turns out like everybody does that anyway so what's Even your do it with like some anime samples as well? You'll hear that. Yeah. In quite a few trap beats. So what's your process for making a beat? Do you do you have certain sounds that you want to use, or do you just kind of throw yourself into it and just start creating? Ah, oh, there's multiple approaches that I use when it comes to making a beat. But if I were to make something from scratch like with a keyboard melody and a bass tune and whatnot that's like really that's oh that's a, that's a really long process is all i can say like i was making something from scratch i find sample made beats are easier because all you really have to do is just tune the sample to give direction and then just make drums on top of it but with making something from scratch it's kind of like you have to come up with a melody you come up with a four-bar melody or something like that, and then you decide when, when and where to add extensions to it. 
and the, like that that takes a lot of time well with me anyway it takes a lot of time uh, i'll more than likely listen to a random jazz album for 40 minutes <laughs> and that's before i even get to making the beat itself and once the beat is made you kind of got that general feel takes takes a lot of time as all i can say um i know that connor nca's collabed with a few people to make beats and stuff are you the same or do you prefer to discover your own rhythm via your own methods um connor has a friend on soundcloud and king sorrow he's also got a discord server he's made a couple of youtube videos here and there and like i've heard his beats and i've said to myself like dude imagine what a beat would sound like if you both did that so um ncea's plug so to speak was a dude named king saru and um i remember hitting him up sometime ago to do work which uh is still pretty much ongoing hasn't even taken off yet really but like yeah that's probably the only person that i know outside of connor and maybe as anything the tekken player he also makes beats yeah no he does yeah yeah i mean um that dude at nats by the way man what a fucking hero that dude at nats <laughs> um so him and arashi stayed at our place at nats yeah um, i came back home one time and um aj or as anything he was talking about how he makes beats as well i was just like I was actually vibing with the dude that night, man. It was cool. That's good, man. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so he, um, he ended up helping me out by sending me some, like, drum packs that he uses. And it's just like, fuck, dude, what a, what a hero. That dude's <laughs> a fucking hero, man. That's good. So, like, every time, every time he makes a beat, I'm just like, fuck yeah, man. What a vibe. Oh, that's good, man. That's really good. It's good to kind of share stuff with um, the FGC people. Uh, out, you know, it's just good to share something in common outside the game, you know? Yeah, um, something that I didn't know is that there's, like, a few beat makers, I think. There's a, there's actually quite a few. I'm, I'm even sure, like, Reefs or, um, it's, it's one of the Marvel players. I know that they make beats as well. I just can't remember who right now. It's like, I know that, um, oh, I remember Simp as well. Simp wanted to get into making beats. <clears throat> he was like, yeah, you got Fruity Loops and whatnot. <laughs> Be hard case to see what he comes up with. I reckon yeah. he could come up like I reckon he could come up with something new. Yeah. I don't know I don't know about his rap style, but I think he could come up with a <laughs> solid beat. <laughs> next minute next best thing to come out of Avondale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to bring it back to MK11, um, and this is something I know you definitely want to talk about. It's been the long-awaited arrival of Spawn. Now, this is a character that I know a lot of Mortal Kombat players have wanted. We saw him in Soul Calibur 2, and then, you know, nothing until it's like, now MK11, he's finally here. What's the general thought and thoughts and feedback on this character? The general thoughts about the character is that one, they're glad that they got Keith David. <laughs> Keith David to voice Spawn. Man. 
probably like one of the coolest things. Like there's a there's, there's a little um interaction that him and Cabal go through, and just like hearing him tell Cabal to shut the fuck up. Oh, dude. <laughs> Pardon my French, but dude, dude, that sounded so cool. Um, from what I've seen, and this is coming from the uh, day one spawn lobby that happened on um. I think Butterjaw was streaming it too. This might have happened a week or so ago. That was that was pretty cool to see like the number of spawn players there, and um, I didn't buy spawn, so I felt like I was disrespecting them a little. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, anyone that went in with a cabal, they're just like, oh, come on, man. Supposed to be a spawn only lobby. But I don't have him. <laughs> but from what I've seen, what I've seen everybody play with, dude, he's pretty cool. I'm not too sure where to judge him in terms of a tier list, but I don't think he's low tier, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, he might be around the same as, the same tier as Cabal. Let's use that as an example. He might be the same tier list, or even better, from what I've seen. But Spawn, at the moment, he's a pretty sick character to watch. Yeah, decent fireball. Um, I think he's got good damage. And also something they've introduced with him, which isn't... Um, He's got his Hell Club, which I think in a combo, you know, it stops the opponent. Like, it's a breakaway. It, it stops breakaway if you use the Hell Club in a combo. Damn. Or something oh. like that, yeah. I never really quite saw that being used. But... Oh, I, I, was, I, was watching, I was watching a bit of the combat cast, but I think... If you use, if they try to break away, if you do the hell, if you use the hell club, um, they can't actually break away. I hope so I'm right. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, but no, he's he's really sick, man. He's like, I remember the old movie uh, of Spawn with um, Michael. Oh god, is this Michael J. White or something? It yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't thought of Spawn since that movie. And I look at this character. and I'm thinking, damn. He looks sick. Yeah, he he really does look sick. But I like his um, I like what he brings in both variations. Cause I think I saw that being played, uh, during that day one spawn lobby. But all I know is that um, yeah, spawn does have really good damage, especially if you somehow can connect all his crushing blows. Mm. I've seen people do that in like one combo, and it's just is that. Even realistic. I want to know how realistic that combo is because that seems pretty crazy. Mm. Just triggering off, uh, you know, crushing blow after crushing blow in a combo. I haven't seen that much damage being done since the Gears Time Stop combo. Really? Mm. And I think it's, it's pretty pretty crazy. That and, and, how, and how is Gears faring in this like in this recent patch? Apparently he got a bit nerfed, didn't he? Garrus must have got a bit nerfed because you know, oh, I, I can't say for sure because this is not, like I'm just coming back into the game. But from what I remember, from what I've heard, I think Garrus did get nerfed a little. Still might be a, like really good character, but yeah, he got nerfed. Mm. I mean, those <laughs> those day one combos that I saw of uh, Garrus. Doing like 600 damage from his time stop. It's like, wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Normal characters I... can't even get half of that. 
Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't get anything over like two eighty with Cabal <laughs> at any given time. So it's just like yeah, to see that in a combo. Well, that, without like using crushing blow either, I think. Yeah, without crushing blow. Yeah. She's like, yeah, thanks, thanks for giving him that. So, so that so that feature I mentioned about the Hell Club, about how it can stop Breakaway. I think there's an. I think like someone pointed out, and it's a good point because it's like Breakaway. If you've got Bar, you can escape the combo. Do you feel like there should be a mechanism like the Hell Club for Spawn that it should stop? players from breaking away like successfully because it's almost guaranteed you know obviously if you get bar breakaway is guaranteed but there should be a mechanism where you've got to be careful because your breakaway could get cancelled yeah i think um i think they should just give katana that tool back that she used to have she was like one character where you could just do a full combo and then if they did a if they did a breakaway mid combo you just like hit your your freaking fatal blow and it hits them on the way down. I think they took that away from her. They could just like give that back. That'd be one way to <laughs> one way to curb breakaways. But as for a mechanic that's like that, I'm not too sure about that. They'll, I don't think they'll ever implement something like that. Mm. If they did, I'd be surprised. But I wouldn't be angry about it. it means there's something else I have to learn, or there's something else everyone else has to learn. Mm. Okay, so you you may not have touched spawn a lot, and that's all good. But have you touched? And he's this is fairly recent. It's fakum fakum ram. I fakum ram for Tekken Seven. Have you have you touched him at all? Yeah, I did. I did day one day one training mode. Yeah, when he came out. Now I, I hope you went in with an open mind, thinking, oh, you know, this isn't going to be a Bruce situation. Um, he plays very differently, and I quite like what the developers have done. Like, someone said, simple but over underwhelming, but that's a good thing. You know, it's not another Libro situation. Yeah, so, from, from what I saw when I messed around with his moves list, is that he's got strings that can be used to cancel into certain moves, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got the, he's obviously got that, that knee that he does, that's like a guard break. That's pretty crazy, and then he's got that um he's got that turning kick as well. That's a guard break. And they come from like a couple of strings that I thought that was pretty neat. Um, all in all, I kind of feel like he's for Kumram is Steve, but easy to play. He's kickboxer Steve, but easy to play. Is all I have to say. Yeah, I I think my fear was is that he and Josie. Like, because Josie feels a bit like Bruce, just a few changes. I felt like fucking Rum could be the same. Um, and I'm glad I was wrong. And as I said, I'm glad he's underwhelming because at least this way, people get a rough idea of him and then they can build, you know, people can get used to him and then the developers can build upon him and make him stronger and people will stay with him rather than having, you know, another Leroy situation where he's too overpowered and people are going to use him the less he gets the less, the more times he gets nerfed. You know, it's not interesting. Yeah. Now, all I can say is that um, Kumram was is pretty neat, and he's he's not too broken. So he's not he's not like day one Leroy types broken. And like I feel that he is he is a bit strong, but 
I mean, well, I mean, he's got. If he's about, if you think about it in the most shallow way, where it's because he's big. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've never been a fan of the big hulking type. He's got the damage and he's got the punishment, but I mean, I don't visually. Obviously, it's Mutai, so like the visual look, it's not. It can't be, you know, like it's it's not going to look. You know, it's going to look like as we expected. It's it doesn't. I don't get any surprises from him. He doesn't seem interesting but just as a character addition i think he's great i think it works yeah it's pretty it's, uh, yeah he's he's a fucking neat character man. that's all i gotta say he's a really neat character yeah i still miss bruce though <laughs> yeah can't go wrong with that counter hit back too yeah oh i mean it's kind of oh. cool that they made it his unblockable though that's that's okay i I'm, i can accept that yeah fuck him rum all i can say is really He's not too broken of a character, but he's good. Yeah. And um, everybody else, uh, apparently the Machima's got like a massive buff. Yep, they sure did. <laughs> yeah, so now like, um, is it, that's when they do an electric and it whiffs, right? It's got more whiff recovery? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's two things. So just to summarize it, so the electric's on whiff, they're quicker to recover. Three frames, I think. And the health sweep, it, it 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 has better tracking now, so it's a lot harder to sidewalk it. You could you could sidewalk oh, it, but now you can't, can't even sidewalk. But now you can't <laughs> sidewalk it. Um, so you know you got to be careful of of those of Mishima players that are really good at conditioning and being aggressive because yeah, it's just ah. Uh, but I mean, it's it's a it's a good it's a good change. I mean, did no, it's not. It's not it? a good change. Did all the Mishimas get it though? No, it was just Devilgen and uh, Kazuya. Oh fuck! Would have been yeah. cool if Jin and Heihachi got it as well. Yeah, I mean, if Heihachi got it. I mean, it was like fuck. Now I might have to learn how to play. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just with punishing that move now, it's going to be so much more risky. And even if you go for a, 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 a quite a good, like if you go for a heavy punish and it's blocked, then obviously you're going to get punished. So. Um, I mean, Lee had the same thing with his back four. He got his reduced um, when it whiffs, so it does recover slightly quicker. But it had no tracking anyway, so it's you know it's not it's not fast like an electric. So this yeah, be prepared for a lot of Mishima's uh, spamming electrics in your face, and even when they whiff, you don't want to go in just yet. So even when they whiff, it's still their turn. Mm. <laughs> still their turn, pretty much. Yeah. Oh. But that's cool though, like, I wish that all four Mishimas got it, but it's just Kazuya and Devil Jin, then that's all good, I don't mind. Yeah, well, because Jin's, Jin's isn't really a hell, like, it's not the traditional Mishima hell sweep, and with Heihachi's, his one's slightly different, because it's got the, you know, because you, you can do the multiple wave dash 444, four, four, you know, whether you want to do it two times or three times into the Tsunami into the yep. tsunami kick, so I guess that's the exclusion. Um, um, yeah, that's right. Because um, Hihachi's uh, hell sweep doesn't trip. No, it does. It, it, I think it trip. Yeah, it doesn't trip on the. It trips on the second hit. I think it should trip on the second hit. But even if you block it, it's minus ten. So um, yep. there's only going to be a few players that can punish it better than a dick jab. Mm. Now, like either jab punish or. If you're a Mishima, one one two. <laughs> yeah. One one two universal punish. Now, yeah. 
I guess it's I guess it's fair to mention it now because, I mean, it's it's really affected the world. Um, obviously, this whole coronavirus situation, it's not only affected the FGC, not only affected our scene, but it's affected everywhere in general. You know, people are worried whether they have jobs at the end of this pandemic. People are still trying to figure out how to survive during this uh, lockdown period, which we ourselves are currently in at the moment. Um, the yeah. world, yeah, the, it's weird. It's a weird situation. We we're having a brief talk about it, eh, bro. The world is on hold at the moment, but it's an ideal situation for gamers because we can sit home, play games, and some of us are actually getting paid for this uh, period. <laughs> but I mean, the the ultimate question is, what's the greater risk and cost, not just to our lives, but to the to the scene as well? Because now we're facing a period where it could be the year of online games and online tournaments. What, what do you think of that? Oh, that's... It's online tournaments might be a direct substitute for, you know, going to offline for the time being. Like, I don't know if you saw the number of cases reached past 200 over 200 now. now yeah yeah it's i mean it was well beyond a joke before we hit 100 but now this is this is real serious yeah it's like it's really crazy so let's say let's say four weeks happens it is happening sorry but you know after four weeks who's to say that the the cases haven't already spiked past like two or three thousand I mean, there's a chance. You're right. There's a chance. There is there is a slight chance that it could. We our cases went from five to sixty six, or it went up to the mid sixties in a case of one week. So once we hit a hundred, if you do that same multiplication, you know you're looking like eleven hundred, twelve hundred. You know, in an, in in another week, if obviously we're in, i mean i'm just mentioning it because it's it's we're in a real troubled period you know we're in a real tough period right now not just for the scene but just for all of us personally financially um it just it's it's a weird situation to be in because now everything's just not available everything is unacceptable and like the fgc can survive with online events but as a community that has been birthed by hosting temples and hosting get-togethers. You know, we're not, you know, we're not hanging out with each other. Yes, we may be talking online, but we're not hanging out with each other physically. The scene isn't physically together. I would feel that throughout time we're going to find that the struggle, like that, it's that it's more. It's it's going to stay with us for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, like. Like what I was saying earlier, how this is pretty much the first time that we've had to deal with something like this on that scale, where we're all getting locked down in our houses for the time being. I mean, we did have a SARS epidemic in like '03. Yeah, yeah. And the bird flu thing that happened like a few years later. It's. I mean, we we have dealt with diseases before, but to this scale, this is the first time since it's happened, or since you know, I would say the Spanish flu. <clears throat> this is like the the first time that a whole nation has come to a conclusion that like, yeah, this is what needs to be done to prevent further deaths. Whereas those during the Spanish flu time, they would have 
had no such thing and would have had to pretty much, you know, get murked. I reckon a lot of people, a lot of the population of New Zealand would have died in that time, but I guess we don't live in that age. We're like a hundred years past that age, and now we have information and whatnot yeah. at our fingertips, pretty much there at our disposal. And um, to be able to do something about it to prevent deaths, I think that's probably the only good thing about staying home is, is that, you know, the disease can't spread if it's you know, being contained or if people themselves who aren't, you know, sick are being contained in their own houses. If it's the way to go about preventing more deaths, then I say that's the way it's got to be. But I mean, it could have quite a consequence on people, some people anyway. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people already started losing their shit, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, just, just going crazy from like being indoors all day. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, gamers, like yeah, you're toss gamers. You know, this is the ideal situation. But for other people, um, creative artists, for example, there are people that can survive making a living at home, you know, doing work. But there are others that they need to be active. They are socialites, so they need to be out there doing things. So, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying is just, you know, like for those who are watching, or for those who are aware of the, you know, obviously for those in this situation, for those watching, you know, just you know, just relax, stay calm and just keep in touch with people. You know, if you've got a friend that you, you know, message regularly, just message them and just be like, Hey bro, you know, you're good. Just checking in. Cause it's more so the, it's more so the people that work in essential businesses, um, you know, healthcare, um, doctors and, you know, like it's those people that I worry about the most because they still have to put their lives on the line during this period. It's crazy. I mean, Although it's an ideal situation for us gamers, I mean, you are right. There are people that actually need to stay indoors, prevent this disease from being spread either to you or to anyone else. And um, yeah, just take it easy, man. Just take it easy. But you know what, man? Like, even though the shit is going down, like, if I was in lockdown with cup tea, milky, uh, virtual bacon, if he's caved in there as well but i mean i don't know but you know that that's a good place to that's a good place to be like you know you've got yeah, some good people is. man i mean i i can kind of empathize with some of the not so fortunate you know that um let's let's just say school was their only way of escaping what the fuck was happening at home and um now that they don't they more than likely don't have a school to go back to because of the close down they're kind of subjected to whatever they're going on at home so i suppose that's where it gets a little dangerous yeah this this virus like sure we're in a perfect situation we've got our like game consoles at our disposal and whatnot we can talk to our friends over the web and whatnot but there are some of those people that have to go home to abuse and mistreat and like get mistreated and um that's pretty much gonna be them for the next four weeks mm. if not longer apparently it's supposed to get worse but you might have said that now and one thing to do is speculate but i mean yeah they have to go back home to all the abuse and whatnot all that bullshit 
and going to school was kind of like that escape or going to a friend's house would be that kind of escape now they can't they don't have the option there's no way it's like there's no way listen you don't do this it's probably gonna be like thousand thousands of more confirmed cases and um. maybe some deaths <laughs> finally um, yeah. But, um, apparently, apparently, there's like a few recovered cases. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, there's a few recovered. Um, and I think obviously, you know, the bigger picture still needs to be, you know, like we're still tending to the situation. I'll be honest, bro. The day before lockdown, I I I went out to go get McDonald's. Just one last time, man. One last time before the Just just to get that. Just to just to remember that little taste of the outside. The little taste of the outside, eh? <laughs> well, what, what did what did you do? What because they you know like they say not to go out unless you're getting essential items. But what we what were you stocking up on before lockdown, bro? Ah, uh, well, one thing that I wanted to stock up on was flour because if you got flour and enough eggs, you can make noodles. And um, yeah, I've just been doing that for the last two or three weeks, bro. I was learning how to make. Homemade noodles. So that's kind of what I tried to stock up on before I realized that there was no flour at the countdown. <laughs> I tried to stock up on as much flour as I could so I could make some noodles. There's only like two and a half big bags left. You didn't stock up on any you didn't stock up on any alcohol, man? Nah, I didn't I didn't, didn't really stock up on that stuff. I mean some others actually that I know have done that um my uncle and my cousins they just recently got no back from gold coast there's no uh, way they're in a 14 day isolation right now oh my God. What the... but um it's just oh, it's just really hard case because the um my old cousin pretty much stocked up on some alcohol <laughs> showing pictures showing pictures on facebook and i'm just like yeah this is gonna be the, the longest bender you've ever had mm. <laughs> people's reasoning was funny it was like oh you know i'm at home for four weeks so what am i supposed to do so it's like oh yeah of course of course we need to get alcohol what else are we going to do what else are we going to do for four weeks drink our drink our worries away let's be honest if you stocked up for four weeks man you, you're gonna run out in two days yeah <laughs> stocked up for four weeks you're gonna, you're gonna run out in like two or three days yeah like, yeah, I got enough alcohol to last me four weeks. Two days later, drunk, still. <laughs> There's no alcohol left. Alright, well, I'll just um, I'll ask you some, I'll ask you a few more questions, bro. So, who would your next guest be for the MK11 roster? Uh, guest character. Hmm. I'm. Oh, I th I think maybe Superman. <laughs> oh, super Imagine Superman in Mortal Kombat. That'd be that'd nah. Be I don't think it would. I, I I don't know if it would work. Nah, I'm because you'd have to water I'm... down his um attacks because you know he can't kill. He can't like heavily brutalize. Maybe Superman Prime <laughs> <laughs> or Evil Superman. Oh, who else can they add? Like, it'd be nice to see a guest character in MK11, but I'd like to see some returning characters, mm. to be honest. Like, Havoc, Havoc would be one. That would be sick. Uh, Kenshi or Ermac would be another good one. And 
maybe the robots. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to see the robots come back to MK11. Oh, you mean like Triborg or the 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 Cyber? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah of course. But I mean, they yeah, did have. Cyborg. I mean, they had Cyrex's sector. Like you could verse them in the MK ladder. So yeah, MK Tower. Yeah, so the, possibly like, they could be. Yeah. That'd be sick. Okay. Like you get Triborg, but one of the three tournament variations are just friggin' what you call it. Just Sector Cyrex and smoke. Yeah, just like they did in MKX, yeah. Okay. So like I if, if they decided to add all four robots in there, I'd think it'd be a stupid idea because there's already frost. Yeah, true. But like Triborg with smoke Sector Cyrex. Sick. Okay. Sick. So I know you love memes. You know, you had your one with um, the Stalin picture where you, you know, where it says you fucking want, mate. And you got your, everyone loves your Phil Goff photo, you know, like, uh, uh, not gonna vote G. Not gonna vote G. It's funny because yeah. we met, we met around that time that photo was taken. I don't even remember you. Yeah, I think, was that the, that the same year that. Four Color Fight Club happened I, for the first maybe, time. Maybe, maybe, because I mean, when I met you at when I met you at Milky's house for the first time, and you were like, "Oh, we've met before," and I'm like, "Really?" I was like, "I'm I know I'm not good with names, but I'm I reckon I was like I recognize your face a little bit." Like, and then you told me, and I'm like, "Oh God, that oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah." No, you, you, I'm sure I met you. You know, oh damn, how do I say this? Must have been like 2017 or something like that. Yeah, this was yeah. Just before I moved in with uh, with Milky. Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of met previous, like we met very previously, but that was the time I met you formally. But yeah, I was just ah. just thought about it. Yeah, no, the, yeah, it was definitely here at this place we met formally. But I mean, before that, it was like the yeah, I wandered off to a four color fight club that happened at um, Arkham City Comics in Royal Oak. Has he still got that place there? Yeah, yeah, he's still there. Miguel's still working. Bloody someone, yeah. Yeah, and he, um, he's hosted a whole bunch of four-color fight clubs afterwards, hasn't he? Yeah, well, dude, he had to cancel the third one because of this coronavirus shit. Damn. Like, I... Because we were doing... A, we were hosting... We were going to host our cinema event, and then we decided that it probably wasn't the right time, and then... Like, this was, like, three... Wait two days after um, our event was supposed to be hosted. His his one was two days before us, so I messaged him, and I was trying to get a hold of him, like, saying, hey, bro, have you thought about, like, cancelling or postponing? Just because, obviously, this coronavirus shit was really, it was ramping up. Um, and, yeah, it was, like, in the space of three days, it was, like, almost every fighting game event within a two-month period all cancelled. Yeah. It's insane just to see how many things got cancelled because of it. Like, fuck. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, just just to yeah. go back, because the the meme with Phil Goff and your Stalin picture or whatever, I was going to ask you what your <laughs> what your favorite meme. What's your favorite meme that's out there? Favorite meme that's out there at the moment has to be. Damn, that's a good question. Shit, what did I, what have I retweeted lately? <laughs> Whatever I retweeted lately, that might be a meme. Oh, there's um, there's one about Italian mayors and regional presidents are losing it. It's a video. 
and there's like translation at the bottom of the screen while they're losing it. And one guy's uh, it's about the coronavirus, of course, and he's like, So I heard you want to make graduation parties. Me and the police were gonna come over to your house with flamethrowers. <laughs> Jesus. No. Like no like these Italian mayors and regional presidents losing it. I'm not too sure if what's being translated is valid. <laughs> but the whole fact that they're like trying to enforce the law that they're supposed to like be at home. This is in Italy, by the way, where like I think the death toll there is like a few thousand now. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> Yeah, and you just got these mayors on video just walking up to people in the public. Isn't they? Like, there's a couple of people playing ping pong, and he's just like, no, 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 go home and play some video games. <laughs> go home and play PlayStation. <laughs> just, like, trying to... And he's about to lose it, eh? Like, you can hear it in his voice. Like, he's about to just say, no, pack your shit up and go! <laughs> just get lost! <laughs> okay. Here's another question. If you had to collab with someone to make a music beat about this pandemic period, who would it be and why? Oh, somebody to collab with about a pandemic type beat would probably be. I wonder if um, what's his name? Something Wicked, Jason. He's still making like oh, something beats. Wicked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that guy's still making beats. It'd be pretty cool to like jump on a boom bap track, eh? Or try and make a boom bap track with the dude mm. about the pandemic. That'd be pretty neat. Even Connor to an extent as well. Um, uh, NZ Mal, you know, Taylor? Oh, Mal, yeah, of course. Yeah. Wait, does he make beats? He, he's made some strange beats, man. Like, from what I've heard on, what you call it, SoundCloud, he's made some strange beats. It's like, it's like almost one part rap beat, one part avant-garde noise. It's it's really neat. Like that's all I have to say is that it's really neat. Okay, I, I'm gonna have to check it out, bro. It is. Uh, I mean, there is one track where it's just noise. Well, it just sounds like noise, but that also counts as avant-garde. Believe it or not, mm. anything that's a noise is avant-garde. But um, yeah, no, he's made a few beats that I've liked, and um, that that style is pretty underrated. What he's using as well, or however the fuck he goes about making beats, dude. Mm. It's like a really underrated sound. If you had to guess, if you had to guess, how long do you think this pandemic period will last until we can start going to offlines again? Um, should the numbers continue to spike as they have been? It's going to be a while, I'd say, before we can go to any offlines. I was thinking. I mean, I was thinking at least six months. It sounds extreme, but as you said, if this if the cases begin to climb, you know, the, you know, we're going to be like this for quite some time. Yeah, it's. I I was going to say three months at least, but six months, just because the number of cases seem to spike in a short amount of time as well. It's like really insane to see that the cases have doubled within the first week of the emergency system being announced. Mm. Like, it was just, it was really strange to to go to work and during the same day, we get a we get a call and whatnot from, from one of my work, workmates and it's like, did you hear the news? And I'm like, 
no, I'm still unaware of the news. Why? What happened? Um, yeah, apparently we went into level three that day. And then the, the next day at midnight, it was going to be level four. Like everybody's getting friggin' locked down. So <laughs> within the span of a day, it goes from like, you're all good to now you have to get the fuck inside and stay inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I heard some more news later on about it. It's kind of it's kind of fucked up. Like, there's a curfew that's been enforced. If there even is a curfew, I'm not too sure. But I know that we have to be inside for the next four fucking weeks. Mm. So, like, yeah, I dropped off all my work stuff back to the yard, picked up my car, and just went home. And I've <laughs> got a four-week holiday that's luckily paid for. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because people are like, oh, I'm, I'm off work four weeks. You know, you can't. Can you really say it's a holiday? Because it's like you're 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 prisoner you're in your own house. Yeah, you're inside. There's nothing much to do. You can't go to public spaces. You can't hang out. You can't do anything. Mm. You have to like stay home and survive for the next four weeks. Which is like once once again, it's like really strange to be in this age and experience something that requires a whole nation to be in lockdown. It's like, I'd say it's crazy because like, there's nothing, there's nothing so much military. Like, you know, everybody has to be forced inside because there's a coup d'etat going on at the fucking beehive. It's nothing like that. No, it's disease. Like that, that alone is just like, I, I still don't, I still don't know how to picture it. Yeah. Properly. Yeah, I can't obviously we all can't express how what kind of weird situation this is. I mean, you know, some of us are doing okay, but yet some of us are panicking. Um but I think the main picture the main goal is just to is just to stay calm and stay home. Stay calm, stay home, don't be a dick. Don't go running out in public and coughing on the first person you see. Just yeah. to be a dick about it. Um, don't do what I was going to do, and that was walk out with my gas mask and my cape <laughs> to the local supermarket to assert dominance on the aisles and get my bag of flour. <laughs> you know, that that mask, uh, the Borderlands mask, that actually would suit during this time period, you know. Yeah, so if anyone there has, you know, pre-ordered Borderlands, now's the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> That was the pre-order bonus. Borderlands Three was just um that yeah the whole mask. Yeah, I just uh, think it's fitting. I think it's great. Yeah, it's perfect. It's <laughs> it's the apocalypse. <laughs> we might as well might as well wear it. Who is your waifu, Curse Lord? Who was my waifu? Oh, this this question was a tad bit too easy. Well, the answer is anyway, it's a tad bit too easy. My Shirinui from King of Fighters. <laughs> oh, okay. My Shirinui from King of Fighters. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason behind that. Yeah, yeah. Go King on. Fighters, I play Andy. <laughs> I play Andy in King of Fighters, and Andy's the, the husband. He's like the... Oh, how, how do I put it? He's like the most virgin Fatal Fury character that's, that's out there, right? Eh? He's like the biggest virgin character on their game. 
I just so happen to play him because he's got cool cancels. But um, yeah, that's that's definitely my video game waifu, my Shiranui. That's too easy. <laughs> Thank you. Has there, been any, has there been anyone else who's picked that? No, no one's. I don't think anyone. Uh, no, no. I think someone's picked KOF Fighter, but no one's picked my. So yeah. Sure. First, <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want to thank you again, Chris Lord Herb, Lord Nanu Nanu, for the time. Thanks for having me on. No, it's been a pleasure, um, especially during this period. You know, just want to put something out there light. Do you have any last words of shoutouts you'd like to make? Stay indoors. <laughs> Wash your hands. Don't be a dick. Stay indoors. Yeah. That's all. No, very good message and one to definitely follow at this time. Cool. Sweet days, man. Hey, thanks again, man. Right, thanks for having me on, dude. Hey, and thank you guys. Stay safe.